2: Good Welcome to Catholic Chicago on WNDZ 750 a.m. 312 255 8408. Father Greg Sackowitz, rector at Holy Name Cathedral in Chicago, and co host Mark Teresi, executive director of the cathedral. Mark, how are you doing this morning?
0: Very good, very good. We, we had a interesting weekend. Our little six year old Lydia started school in Elgin and she's home with the COVID test. She had a fever and we, we dropped some treats off for all the kids, but wait, wait, we, we couldn't she, go in.
2: She has COVID?
0: Well, they're not, they're finishing the testing up. It's a longer test, uh, but she had symptoms, so she was. Really? Home. And she's six years old? Yeah, the poor little thing. This uh, is Lydia. Yeah, and so they have to, you know, isolate all the kids and, and um, can't go in, just like before, you know. So
2: In fact, there is another family I know that, uh, same thing, their granddaughter, 10 years old, um, in school, and another child you know, came down tested positive. So now she has to stay home, the little girl, be tested I think once a week. Right. right now she's negative, but unfortunately, like you and I are in the studio here with the We're, we're, we're six feet apart but with the masks uh, from the Archdiocese which I agree. And again, folks if you have not been vaccinated truly th- think that over. Think that over I think. Get the vaccine. Uh, now I realize there might be medical reasons, but right. uh, Get the vaccine, and it. Uh, and by the way, the uh, the weekend with the Cubs, Sox, and it, uh, Let's not talk. Let's keep moving. Alex Mills on Saturday pitched a gem of a game against the White Sox, and uh, he was on fire, changing speeds, and uh, the White Sox took two out of three, but they've only been playing five hundred balls since the All Star break, and the Cubs are really, truly are, in, are will be in rebuild mode. Right, rolling. and the
0: White Sox have that magic you can see. Uh, well, the
2: American League has some very tough teams. You got the Yankees, you got Tampa Bay, you've got uh, Boston, you got the Houston. Um, Oakland is in hanging around, so they're not, there's not going to be a cakewalk to the World Series at all. So again, three one two two five five eight four zero eight. That was our sports update. <laughs> also, you can watch us. Get us on YouTube.com/slash Catholic Chicago. YouTube.com/slash Catholic Chicago. Catch us live and. Our producer-engineer is by himself right now, Javi Garcia, and he's uh, doing a tremendous job. Javi, great job there. So our program this morning, Most Blessed Trinity Parish in Waukegan, is serving the people of God with a preferential option for the poor. Among the many ministries of the parish are a food pantry and a soup kitchen. We have on the program a couple of representatives from Most Blessed Holy Trinity, guests Marvin Sabido and Father Tim O'Malley, Marvin and Father Tim. welcome to the program this morning. How are you, gentlemen? I hope you are there.
0: Great to be with you.
2: There we are. Here we are. Welcome. Welcome. Tim, how are you doing?
3: Doing real well enjoying a beautiful day up here after um, the cool breezes kind of swept into Waukegan.
2: I was going to say that uh, the the humidity the last week, but also, listen, we need to pray for the people in Louisiana, New Orleans, getting pounded by Hurricane Ida, also still recovering from, uh, in Haiti, the earthquake, and also the situation in Afghanistan has uh, been horrible, so our prayers are out with all of them. Tim, you were ordained in what year? 1997. I remember I was at your ordination and ordained 24 years you're a tremendous priest the archdiocese when you were newly ordained in 97 what was your first assignment
3: uh, St Agnes of Bohemia parish a oh, wow. little okay. village
2: and was the pastor Don Nevins no no no, I,
3: no. the pastor was actually Kiley. Kylie
2: oh, was it Cleet Kylie in 97
0: yes and, and were oh. you there with John Klein at all then
2: yes yeah okay. what a great
0: what a great man
2: and then uh, is Marvin also with us there?
1: Yep, I'm here, right here, Father.
2: Hello, Marvin. How are you? Just
1: fine, thank you. And are
2: you from the Waukegan area?
1: No, I'm actually from New
0: Orleans. <laughs>
2: oh, are you wow. real? Are you really? How is everybody doing down there? How's your family down there? Uh, or
0: They
1: have no telephones since last night. So, oh. but as as of last night, everyone seems to be okay. I'm just telling Father Tim my. Youngest brother has a couple of windows blown out and part of his roof gone. But oh. they lost everything in Katrina. I was telling Father Tim, we're praying to Our Lady of Prompt Sucker. She never fails us yet, so it's they're all healthy as far as I know. So I'm sure later on my phone will light up as they begin to get coverage again. Now, Marvin, <laughs> let me
2: ask you, that uh, are they comparing this hurricane to Katrina back in 05 or no? No, there's no
1: way. I think what happened in Katrina being in New Orleans, and New Orleans is in the bowl. Mm-hmm. And so when the levees broke during Katrina, the water filled up, and there was just nowhere to let it out. And so thankfully, this time, the levees never failed, and the flooding hasn't taken care was of. Now after,
2: Katr- was- now, after Katrina, didn't they redo the levee system to fortify it yes. for stuff like They put billions
1: of dollars, their Army Corps of Engineers, and it seemed to held up. But this storm was... It had higher, a little bit higher wind speed. It was only about 50 miles. And I say only, only is relative, right? But yeah. 50 miles across versus Katrina was a monster storm. It was about 90 miles across. So thankfully, there doesn't seem to be much loss of life at this point, And that's the most important thing.
2: Yes, yeah, so we certainly keep your family and everybody in that area in prayer because uh, the winds were strong and... I saw the highlights on the news last night. There, I mean, that wind and the, the flooding going on and the building roofs flying off. So it, uh, well, maybe either um, Marvin or, you know, Father Tim, tell us about what is happening. Uh, you know, that the beautiful phrase, serving the people of God with a preferential option for the poor. And so tell us about the food pantry and the uh, soup kitchen at um, the most blessed Trinity Parish.
3: You know, it's... Um work of a lot of priests over a lot of decades with the parish community. Uh, The food pantries have been available throughout uh, years. Um, This effort grew out of uh, work that was done between St. Bartholomew Parish and St. Joseph Parish, which are both parishes uh, while suppressed became what's called Holy Family Parish. And holy family eventually became part of what's blessed trinity parish uh, but they were continually doing great work and we've used the uh, blessed trinity campus is uh, for different efforts but the saint bartholomew campus uh, about 20 years ago became the place for the food pantry uh, they actually uh, took saint bart's church and it became the food pantry for the community um, so for uh, roughly six parishes, that's the, the main location for our food pantry.
0: Now, mm-hmm. how does the supply chain work for a food pantry up there? Where, does the, where do the resources come from?
1: Can and I just, co- def- Arvin? let him talk. Thanks, multiple sources. Number one, we partner with the Northern Illinois Food Bank. And so there you have their Lake County headquarters in Park City, which is also part of the, our parish um, community service area. We also get generous donations from food sponsors, grocery stores such as Trader Joe's, Jewel, Mariano's, Sunset Foods. We also have some very generous sharing parishes that provide not only food, but also um, manpower to support our food pantry. In addition to our food pantry, we have the soup kitchen. The soup kitchen runs every Wednesday through Saturday oh, wow. regardless of day of year so if it's Christmas or July 4th they're they're still working every Wednesday through Saturday. Now
2: Marvin I have to ask you this question how did you get involved in this ministry because you have a, such a, even you're talking right now such a passion for this mm-hmm. and this didn't happen in a vacuum so uh, how did you get to this point to being so involved with these ministries? Well,
1: I think it's, you know, I, growing up in New Orleans, I, I always tell Father Tim, it wasn't until I left New Orleans, got out of grad school that I realized that the whole world wasn't Catholic, right? And so <laughs> New Orleans is about as a place places there is. There's <laughs> parishes instead of counties. And so it goes back a long way, my family. And then um, when I started, I worked in the corporate world for about 30 years. And then I worked in my home parish in Highland Park for about six months. And then I got the opportunity to come up to Most Blessed Trinity Parish. And it's it's been a wonder, not only our food parish and our soup kitchen, but again, a little bit about our parish. I think it's the Mother Church of Lake County. I think at one time the boundaries went all the way to Iowa and all the way up to Wisconsin. And wow. we always joked that we were the original Renew My Church parish before there was Renew My Church. <laughs> right, exactly.
2: Well, now, Marvin, it's you said fun. you've been doing this for 30 years. You look about 35 years old because I see you on the uh, video I on knew- the screen. Yeah. You're fairly
1: really generous. You haven't seen my hairline, right? Now. Uh, no, I, I can see the
2: hairline. Yeah, it's. I have to mean you don't go to the barber too often, but uh, but again, you look so darn young. Uh,
0: well, That's incredible. Well, God, you. God bless
2: Appreciate you. We knew this for for a long, long time.
0: Now, can I ask, Father Tim? Now, this taking this assignment. How long have you been in this assignment?
3: I'm at uh, Blessed Trinity Parish for three years.
0: That wasn't – was that – what kind of a decision was that for you to go there? Because that's a – it's a very challenging assignment.
3: Yeah, you know, it um, is in part because um, Greg used to see me uh, every Friday morning during the school year uh, crossing his uh, parking lot, heading over to the Chancery Center. I was
2: part of the – Yes, yes.
3: Um, Group of priests that uh, make recommendations to the cardinal oh! and pastors. <laughs> okay.
2: I remember that, Tim. And
3: I was chair the, 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 of that uh, group, and uh, we called. Um, and what happened was we didn't find a candidate willing to go up there.
2: Mm-hmm. And uh, the board looked at you.
3: Yeah, it was like, you know, who, who, <laughs> you know, who didn't do his job?
2: Because <laughs> <So>, uh. <laughs> I used to be on the board from 2006 to 2010, so I forgot that um, you, were the, you were the chair of the board. And believe it or not, now you're up in Waukegan, so I guess that answers the question. And in fact, let me ask yes. you this, Tim, before we go to break. In the work you do in that dynamic area, what do you find to be the most challenging work? For you as a priest?
3: Oh, golly. Uh, with our parish community, as large as it is, um, for me, the, the toughest thing has been uh, reigniting uh, the, you know, the, getting people to come back to church over the last year and a half. With COVID. People, mm-hmm. people are worried. Um, one of the things that we do to help them is we, we feed them. Uh, both at the food pantry and the soup kitchen, that's helped a great deal, especially in the four months when things were closed. We uh, were not only doing the food pantry during the week, but we really encouraged our, our, our parish ministers to reach out. So, myself and and one of the uh, another uh, one of the administrators in the parish, we would be giving out food on Saturday mornings uh, to families. So it was uh, something we just added to the schedule mm-hmm. because we knew that we families.
0: Food. That's beautiful. We're going to take a little break. WNDZ 750 AM Catholic Chicago 312-255-8408 you, or you can see us on youtube.com Catholic Chicago. We're speaking with Marvin Cevito and Father Tim O'Malley from Most Blessed Trinity Parish. When we come back, maybe we could talk a little bit about each of your vocation journeys. What brought you to this ministry? We'll be back in a few minutes. Please stay tuned.
3: Catholic Charities in Lake County provides a comprehensive range of social services supporting individuals, families, and older adults. These include crisis assistance, shelter, clothing, family support, counseling, legal assistance, primary health care, and specialized services for seniors and veterans. Grab and go meals and food pantries help those who are experiencing food insecurity, plus We have a diaper depot to support low-income families and their infants. If we can assist you or someone you know, please call Catholic Charities of Lake County at 847-782-4000. That's 847-782-4000.
2: Do you have an old bicycle that's not being used? Consider donating it to Catholic Charities Veterans Bike Project of Lake County. Skilled volunteers are refurbishing bicycles to make them safe and ready to be used by veterans to get to and from their new places of work. We also gratefully accept financial contributions that are used to purchase bike helmets and other safety accessories. Our veterans have faithfully served the United States and now it is our privilege to serve them. For more information on the Veterans Bike Project of Lake County, call 847-782-4219. That's 847-782-4219.
0: back, WNDZ, 750 AM. On your dial, Catholic Chicago, 312-255-8408. Or you can see us on YouTube.com slash Catholic Chicago. You know, Mark,
2: it's hard to believe that it's the end of August. It just felt like it was Memorial Day, July 4th. Liberty Weekend is coming up next week. It's like, where did the summer fly?
0: Wednesday, September 1st. Wednesday, September. Wow. Yeah, it's... it's well, all the kids are going back to Tech school, school and, and, it, uh, see it.
2: and the NFL starts um, two weeks from now.
0: Yeah, we're glad the baseball season is ending pretty well, soon. F- too. for the Cubs, yes, yeah, but not the
2: Whites. Oh, my God, the White Sox just uh, uh, revving up, warming up.
0: Yes, exactly, exactly. Well, we're here with most Blessed Trinity Parish reps, uh, Marvin Sabido and Father Tim O'Malley. And before the break, um, I asked a question. Maybe we'll start with Marvin many guests on our shows who are involved in ministry say they felt a call. There was some moment in their life where this was some of what God had called them to. Marvin, how did you end up 30 years in corporate? Maybe a little bit of, what did you do in corporate? And then how did you end up in this ministry?
1: Um, Thanks. I I think sometimes the answer is not what you want to do. It's what God wants you to do, right? So I think Mm -hmm. God has a calling for all of us and Want to make God laugh, tell me your plans. And exactly. so exactly. I spent about 20, 20 years of my life at a company called Granger.
2: Oh, uh, sure. sure.
1: Right? And so I moved all over. I think I had 13 moves in 20 years. Um, wow. Worked in international operations. So from Canada to Puerto Rico to Dubai and all sorts of places in, in the U.S. And then I worked for the Morton salt division of Dow Chemical oh, sure. and so that was a neat experience and then I worked for a chain of La corda blue schools
0: oh
1: and so that was a that was a wonderful opportunity but throughout that I again my path through life's a little bit different I didn't get married till I was 46 years old um, so not your typical you know younger mm-hmm. person getting married and so um, I, I always supported the church any way I could I've chaired my parish finance council for about six, seven years, in Conception in Highland Park, involved oh, yeah. my wife and wow. I in all sorts of ministries there, and then I found this opportunity to to work with with Father Tim. And I told him my um, our population up here is predominantly Spanish speaking; mm-hmm. is their first language. In my now, Spanish, Marvin, how did you end, always, up moving,
2: you end up moving to the Waukegan area? If you were in Highland Park, and you went further north, I, I
1: still live in Highland Park. I live in oh, Highland Park, okay. and I make the lovely drive up Sheridan Road every day. Oh, so yeah. it's about thirty. 35 minutes, and so it gives me chance That must a be real to,
2: fun in winter.
1: Oh, it's okay. It's it's. There's worse things to do, and so I get <laughs> to pass through some local <laughs> communities, and it's, I spend a lot of time on the phone anyhow, so it doesn't matter if I'm on the phone at the office or on the <laughs> phone in between stops, and so yeah, I still live in Highland Park. Again, as I said, it's about 35 minutes out. Then I I always call it the Milkman route, so in our six campuses, we have 23 buildings, so I stop by our Queen of Peace campus, see what's going on there. Then I stop by Irie Street campus at the food pantry and soup kitchen. Then I make my way up to the campus on Keller. And then we have a, another campus in the school at Immaculate Conception. And then we have a campus that Father Tim's doing some wonderful work on, on the Martin Luther King area. And then we have another one, of Mother of God. So.
2: so now you are, Marvin, the business manager of the whole operation.
1: I, I try. Yes. I guess my official title is operations director, but I just call it trying to herd cats. Keep us going down the railroad at the same <laughs> I don't time. Know that a <laughs> a parish of the scope and this yes. size that's about all you I can do. You would, I think you would, I think
2: you would mark and three. three. He should have oh, lunch together. Yes, let's have lunch every week. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> now what about father Tim? What about your journey, your vocation? Did you grow up in Chicago?
3: Yeah, I'm Chicago native, So I grew up raised as a kid in the city Southwest, uh, part of the city, uh, Until I was about 10, did move north. Uh, The um, education included, uh, I graduated from Lowell Academy. Uh, Then I went on to Purdue University. Uh, I uh, specialized in accounting. And uh, then after I finished it, um, worked for a few years and started law school. So also um, uh, licensed as a lawyer here in the state of Illinois. Uh and it was um, a few years later that I, you know, still discerned ah, there's something Lord is calling me to priesthood still. I thought I I had sorted it out after I went to college and I I looked at the Jesuits and I discerned that I didn't have a vocation with the Jesuits. I didn't realize that meant I didn't have a vocation to be a priest. So a hmm. uh, little uh-huh. bit of a surprise. Uh, ten years now, later, Now Tim let me ask, what year
2: it, what year did you graduate Lewell Academy? Nineteen
3: seventy eight.
2: So then, okay, then you, you would have been after Ken Simpson and Joe Tito, who graduated Loyola Academy in the early 70s. Yes.
3: They, I, I know um, Joe Tito was a classmate of one of my brothers who graduated, I believe, in...
2: 1970. 72. Was it 70? Yes, yeah, so because I, I, 70, was sure I, I was 71 I thought, Notre Dame, and they were Ken and Joe were uh, 70 from Loyola. So I didn't realize you went to uh, Loyola Academy... And um, with that particular journey, but, you know, again, you're like Marvin, you look so young. Maybe, maybe Mark, because I'm getting so old, everyone else is that looking younger now.
0: That could be it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, so how did you end up at Mundline? Did you end up at Mundelein? Was Mundelein uh, where you studied? I at It
3: was a great five years, uh, pre-theology, theology. Um, and um, I had studied Spanish since I was at little Academy. So, uh, I used it in high school. I used it in college. I, I used it with clients or employees oh, in, wow. the, in the business world, just like Marvin did. And uh, But I didn't find a bride from Waukegan. Marvin found a bride from Waukegan area. Wow. So that's, he's a happy, happy guy.
0: <laughs> yes, my wife
1: is of Slovenians, Slovakian heritage part of her. And so she actually, her, her mother and grandmother actually went to Mother of God Parish when they had a school open on 10th Street. So it's a, and I I never really spent much time up here. So God does work in serendipitous ways sometimes, right?
0: So if if my wife were here, her question would be, how did you guys meet?
1: Somebody actually set us up the old fashioned way, right? (laughs) Really? in my 40s, I actually wasn't looking to get married. I had a pretty good life
2: and you know, all sorts of things. And God had other plans. And here's, so a, it's been
1: here's, the, here's a great line. Here's a great line that I heard. Man, in, I a
2: guy me. says, "I mm-hmm. told my wife I want to be cremated." She made an appointment for me for <laughs> next Tuesday.
0: <laughs> but we digress. <laughs> uh, this
2: uh, this program. We fly in all different directions. <laughs> but Marvin and Tim, you've been very flexible with us right along the way.
0: Now, now what are the challenges, Father Tim and Marvin, uh, with six campuses? So my position at Holy Name is executive director and just started last October. I'd worked for three years on planning. We have a strategic plan. And and Marvin, you alluded to the complexities of, you said, herding cats. But, I mean, parish is very different than a corporate entity, Uh Some similarities, but what do you find, both of you? What do you find the challenges with the multiple campuses?
2: And also add to it COVID 19.
0: Right, exactly. I I think a couple things I've learned, and I've done a lot of
1: volunteer work in the nonprofit sector. I've been on United Way boards and Big Brothers, Big Sisters, and all sorts of stuff. But I always remember a touching moment that Father Tim mentioned to me that, again, you have to remember I spent 30 years in the corporate world. Mm -hmm. So when COVID first hit, I'm looking at the financials, and we were bleeding money at that time mm-hmm. because our churches were totally shut down. I told Father Tim our food pantry and soup kitchen have to shut down.
0: You know, oh. I'm
1: saying I just started because they don't make any money, mm-hmm. and he said, "No, they're pastoral is what we do here." And it's a it's a real moment for me when I realized the difference between a church mission and some of the corporate world. In the corporate world, you just shut down an entity, and so I've learned and grown, and God has provided. So every day I say a prayer and figure out how we're going to pay these bills, but. I think the, the thing I've learned at our parish, it, it's large, it's old, except for the Holy Family Campus. Most of our buildings are well over 100 years old, and we're in a poor area. Mm-hmm. And so it's, you know, we're very, I think we would be amiss if we didn't thank some of our generous sharing parishes. We have St. Mary's in Lake Forest. We have St. Patrick's in Lake Forest. We have St. Joe's in Libertyville. And um, many neighboring parishes give to us, not only financially, but people that help support our food pantry and soup kitchen and prayers. And um, it's kind of a neat story. The pastor of St. Mary's in Lake Forest, he actually grew up at where our food pantry is now. And that's was his church. And the school he went to is where our soup kitchen is. And wow. so it's it's a wonderful, wonderful story from there. So it's um, it's a wonderful tapestry and a community, a, you know, a mosaic of different, Ethnicities have come through that the Parish Immaculate Conception is originally scheduled for the Irish and then the Germans came to St. Joe's and then the Lithuanians came and then the Croats and the Slovenians and the Slovakians and the Polish and now the Latino communities of different ethnic origins. So it's it's wonderful. So I think that's what keeps it going every day when you you know, once a week Father Tim and I we take time from our day and we actually work in the food pantry for a couple hours every wednesday and i think it's a wonderful way for us to keep grounded and realize the purpose behind what we do and so you go back and because as well as profound appreciation for our staff members and volunteers to do that day in day out right now, along <laughs> along those now, lines
2: along those time. lines tim uh, with with Mar- marvin's talking about it, and that is you know in the challenges you have like from one pastor to another is how have you been able to Do everything you do in light of COVID-19 with all the challenges, all the pastors have been going through, all the people, the laity staff members from March of 2020, that just when we thought things were getting better this summer, it's rearing its ugly head again now with the uh, Delta variant, and they say that Lambda's on the way after the Delta variant. And so I'm sure this has been very hard on you because we're all about community, to bring the community together. And what does COVID-19 do? stay at home, Zoom meetings, wear masks. Now we're not at a level in church right now with six feet apart seated like we were before, but how has that whole challenge been working for you in light of also then feeding the poor?
3: I think that uh, we are delighted to bring people together. That's a big issue for me. Uh, Not only are we uh, bringing people together, uh, we've demonstrated over the last, uh, well, probably 14 months, that people can come together in our churches. There have been no um, cited transmissions from one person to another. I really think the use of a mask uh, has been effective. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm, I'm hoping that we don't close the doors again. I can also share that uh, the staff, uh, some of them, it was fine. They were working from home. I uh, insisted that uh, Marvin work from home. Marvin has a a, a, a neat uh, set of tools that he shares with us and, and we meet, um, originally it was three times a week, but twice a week online with the staff or key leaders of the staff. And um, it, it's really a, just a, a simple set of rules that's coming from the business world. Uh, they have an acronym RACI. So who's responsible, who's accountable, who needs to be consulted? Who needs to be information? Who needs the information when we are uh, making decisions and come up with decisions? Tim, repeat so, that again.
2: What maybe, are those? What were those little, little phrases again? Because is writing how this about, down. That, you
1: know, in the business where I I'm a, I have an MBA as well as undergraduate, they always teach you the Racy formula, and who's responsible, who's accountable, who you communicate with, and who's informed. And I think oftentimes we just think it's. You know communication need to know basis and so even if you aren't a decision decision maker at appropriate time that different people need to be involved and so we try to do that as getting back to running a paris size i think it's communication at all levels and i always father tim always hears me i don't think communication is on and off it's more a dimmer switch and so how do we continually improve and i think that's the challenge we face and you know we've been very fortunate. i think we try to maintain that high touch high tech that you know we are We look forward today when everyone's back in church and we go from back to over 6,000 people weekend in mass is how we used to have it. But we've got the tools in our toolbox now to do different things. You know, we can voice over IP phone systems. So all of our six campuses are connected. People can, we have our own parish unique conference call numbers that we can use at any time. We have Zoom calls, we have Teams calls. And so our our team has done wonderful things as far as adapting to technology. Mm -hmm. I think it's, you'll never replace being in person. I think we all love that, you know, our parish council meetings now, people that want to dial in can dial in via Zoom. People that want to be there in person can be there in person. So I I think those are lessons learned that we're going to take with us. We're all looking forward to the end of COVID or Sometime in the that. hopefully not too distant future, but I, I think the tools we've learned or the lessons we learned will continue with us uh, much into the future.
2: We need to bring the segment to a close. I want to thank in a very special way Father Tim O'Malley and Marvin Sabido for the great work they do at the most blessed Trinity Parish in Waukegan. God bless both of you. Uh, Father Tim, you've been a great priest ordained in 1997. Keep up your marvelous work, and along with Marvin. And you're listening to uh, W. NDZ, 7.50 a.m., Catholic Chicago, 312-255-8408, or get us on YouTube.com slash Catholic Chicago. Father Greg Sakowicz, Mark Teresi, we'll be back in a few minutes. 8.31 in Chicago on this beautiful Monday morning. Do not touch that dial. Thank you. pandemic, Catholic Charities has continued to respond to the